0: Welcome back to the Field and Well podcast. Today's episode is going to build on episode seven that we released recently that covered signs you are not eating enough. And today we're gonna to talk about the flip side, how to know when you are actually eating enough to thrive so that you can stop worrying and wondering about it so much. Let's get into it. So before we get into the bulk of this episode, I wanted to just make a call out. If you haven't listened to episode seven yet, where we cover 10 signs that you're not eating enough, I would highly recommend you go back and listen to that since this episode kind of builds on those concepts there. And if you did listen to episode seven and maybe you felt a little bit called out, which let's be honest, anytime we find a podcast episode that is written for us, that's how we're going to feel. I would... Really, really encourage you to consider all of the tips and guidelines that I give at the end of today's episode that will help you start to fuel your body more intentionally and adequately. I think you would be really surprised at how good things can feel if you start fueling your body adequately. And I should have said when, right? Because it's just a matter of when, not if. Okay. So before um, we go through some of the signs that you are eating enough for your body to feel safe and to thrive, I want to give a little disclaimer that if you are currently being treated for an eating disorder, these principles are going to be a lot more flexible and based on your body's cues than you may be ready for at this moment. Depending on where you're at in addressing your eating disorder and working on your recovery, it's likely that you're going to have more specific, objective needs that you need to follow to eat enough, and these tips won't cover everything for you. However, if you are maybe new to intuitive eating or you know you've been restricting for a while and you're trying to figure out how to strike a better balance for your body, this is going to be a really, really great episode for you to start understanding how close maybe you are to adequately fueling or what might still need to change. So what we're going to do is I am going to walk you through some signs that you are likely eating enough for your body, again, to feel safe and to thrive, which is where we really want to get to because that's when we start to feel really good. And then we will close out the episode with some guidelines or tips. If you're like, huh, I'm not feeling a lot of these things. I still kind of resonate more with that episode where you talked about not eating enough. How can I start to bridge the gap? So we've got our signs first. Now, I want to say if you are newer to pushing back on your restrictive eating habits or you've only just recently in the past month or week ditched a diet, It is going to take a little bit for your body to level out for things to normalize and for some of these signs to show up. However, as long as you are trending in the right direction or starting to see some of these things, I would encourage you to keep listening to your body and keep trying to fuel adequately, okay? That doesn't mean you have to resonate with every single one of these bullet points that I list because that's not how the human body works, right? We are all super unique We're all going through our own process with this stuff. But here are some of the things that I typically look for when I'm working with clients to see how they're feeling and, more importantly, how their body is feeling with their current food habits. So, one, this one I think is really, really telling. If you have relatively predictable and consistent hunger cues, that is a really good sign. We have multiple different hormones that fuel our sensations of hunger and fullness and a lot of different elements that impact like our digestion, how quickly we get hungry again. And when we are under eating, we're typically not producing enough of some of those really important hunger and fullness hormones. So as you start to eat enough and your body feels like, ah, okay, we know that we're going to get a sustainable amount of food on a regular basis your body will start sending out those signals more regularly because they're actually being responded to. So on the flip side, if you are frequently still getting really hungry at random points in the day, or you're not hungry all day while you're at work only to be starving by 8 p.m., that's a sign that you're likely not fueling your body enough or consistently enough to have those predictable hunger and fullness signals going off in your body yet. So that's piece one. And like I had mentioned, that one, I would say, is a really, really common indicator that we are making some headway on fueling adequately. Another one that's kind of related, if you notice you don't have very frequent or insatiable food cravings anymore, that's a really good sign. Now, obviously, wanting a specific food or having some random cravings here and there is just part of being human, seeing ads on TV with food, right? That, that's normal. But that feeling of, I cannot stop thinking about XYZ food, right? I can't stop thinking about French fries until I get them. And this happens multiple times a week. And this is all I can think about. And I'm dysfunctional without them. Those kinds of feelings should be pretty few and far in between if you are no longer restricting, because those kinds of cravings come from a combination typically of physical restriction, meaning not giving our body enough calories, energy, resources, however you want to think about them, and mental restriction, that idea of like, oh, I shouldn't have this food. And when you mix those two together, oh my goodness, it feels all-consuming, those cravings, right? So if you are not experiencing that feeling often or at all anymore, that is a really good sign that you are, one, eating enough for your brain to not be fixated on food, and two, Not restricting how you eat enough that your mind is so, so focused on those forbidden foods. Point three, if you are training for a sport or following like a relatively specific exercise routine where you typically can see some kind of progress, right? So let's say you're doing the same kind of classes each week or you're in a training program for actual sport. If you are noticing improvements in your strength or endurance or performance on a pretty regular basis, that is a good sign that your body's got enough energy to actually repair and recover from that kind of training and can build further on that training. If you plateau occasionally, right, that is part of it. However, if you feel like, man, I've been taking these same Pilates classes now for four years and the past year, I feel like I haven't gotten any better, right? You're likely either overtraining or under eating, and those two things can go hand in hand. So tangible improvement on that physical performance side is a really good indicator that your body actually has the resources that it needs now. Another really great sign is if you are having regular periods again, which let me say, if you went through a period where you're dieting, you're restricting your eating disorder, meant you were not getting periods and you have gained it back, hats off to you because that takes some real, real work and consistency. And I know it can be a really hard path. So that is an incredible sign. Now, a caveat here, some health conditions that we have may affect our potential for regular periods. So I would say that this point applies more so If you had relatively regular periods before dieting or restricting, if you didn't, this one is a little bit more of a moving target and maybe something you need to more completely assess with an individual healthcare provider. But essentially, if you had regular periods and then you started crash dieting or slashing your macros or intermittent fasting or spending two and a half hours a day in the gym and your periods changed significantly or disappeared and now they're back you're crushing it. You're doing great. Okay, I want to share three more signs to look for, and then we will dive into those general guidelines that you can be using in case you feel like you aren't quite eating enough yet, but you're not sure what to change. So this one is kind of multifactorial, but if some of these indicators, like your energy and your digestion and your weight are all relatively stable, When other outside factors are stable, that is fantastic. And I want to explain this one a little bit more because it can be pretty nuanced. So there are things, even when our nutrition is really solid, even when we are eating enough and we're getting in a variety of foods that will disrupt our energy or our digestive system or our body's comfortable set weight, such as changes in medication, significant traumas or changes in mental health status, jumping into a new life stage like getting pregnant or going from premenopausal to menopausal, right? There are things that are going to alter the way our body functions and therefore we might notice, oh, my energy is not as good in the afternoons as it used to be before this change. Hopefully that'll normalize, but like that's something to note. Or, you know, ever since I started on this medication, my digestion is just not the same, or my weight has tended to fluctuate more. Those are all totally normal, but that is a function of other factors changing that impact your health, right? If you are in a period where none of those big things are changing and these factors like energy, digestion, weight are all pretty predictable and even keel, that is a really good sign that your body is in a comfortable place. Of homeostasis where it feels safe, right? Usually, when we are drastically under eating, our body does not feel safe. And therefore, we see deficits in energy or digestion or changes in weight, not even necessarily just weight loss, right? But unpredictable changes in weight because our body is trying to fight that imbalance that we've created in our energy intake. When energy intake is relatively consistent and adequate, those things tend to level out too. These last two are a little bit more subjective and may take a little bit more time to fully sink into because they're more mental changes than physical changes. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention them because they're very common ways that people notice, wow, I'm, I'm really doing this thing. I'm not I'm not restricting anymore. So if you aren't avoiding foods that you enjoy, but you also aren't finding yourself dying to have those foods that are forbidden all day every day anymore, right? So let's say maybe when you were dieting, sweets were off limits, right? No kind of, you know, candy or ice cream or desserts or whatever. And then when you first started intuitive eating, those foods had quite a pull on you because you were finally allowing them again. As you start to get to a place where you feel Comfortable with those foods, but not overly drawn to those foods. They're kind of just one of many choices that you have. Again, that is a really, really good sign that you are eating enough and also eating enough variety that your body and brain are just like, we're cool. These foods are all the same, right? And lastly, this one kind of builds on it. If you thought about food incredibly frequently in your dieting phase or when you were struggling with disordered eating, and you've noticed, "Hmm, you know, I really don't think about food that much anymore. I mean, obviously, I have to figure out what's for dinner and stop and have a snack here and there, and I'm not sure what I want. But if your day is not run by thoughts surrounding food anymore, that means that you are not depriving your body to an extent that your brain is actively trying to dial up food thoughts, because that happens when we are Restricting. It is a protective mechanism that our brain switches on to say, hey, I'm gonna make them think about food as much as possible until we get it, right? As a way to ensure that we get it. So if that has drastically faded or is starting to fade, you are moving in the right direction. Okay. Before we jump into guidelines or, you know, some kind of goalposts to be looking for in terms of eating enough, I just wanna say. If you've been working on this for a while and you start to settle into just this, like, my body feels good. I'm not as stressed about this. I mean, sure, I still have questions because intuitive eating's kind of new or I've never not dieted before, but like, I'm feeling pretty good. That right there, right, is a really good indicator that your body is responding well to the changes you have made. So even, again, if you don't have all of these things that I just listed, You're in this place of, okay, food doesn't feel as hard. My energy feels pretty good. I feel pretty good in my body. I think this is working, then it probably is. Then you don't have to question should I do even more or should I maybe start to pull back? Like, no, if you're feeling good, ride it, right? Stick with it. And if something changes, as long as you're in tune with your body, it's going to let you know, right? So let's work on some stuff that's tangible now so that you can leave this episode with some idea of how to address the under-eating if you're suspecting it's still happening. So let's say you're like, I resonate with nothing you've said in the last 14 minutes. I want it, but it's not happening for me yet. We can talk about that. Before I jump into it too, if you are in the very early stages of intuitive eating, I would highly recommend you refer back to episode two because I give my three top tips for starting intuitive eating. And those are going to be a lot more accessible than these tips, which are a little bit more flexible. That being said, when you are still exploring what intuitive eating means for you and maybe haven't eaten enough for your body in a long time, I do find it can be helpful to have some of these general guidelines almost to just look back on and reflect. Did I do most of these this week? And if so, I can probably feel pretty confident that I'm either eating enough or I'm getting close. So a couple things. For most people, three satisfying balanced meals and between one and three snacks a day makes sense. For most people, that structure is going to allow them to regulate digestion, keep their energy up, and meet their total energy or calorie needs. Now, obviously, that might fluctuate if you have You know, a non traditional work schedule, or if your activity level varies a lot. However, that's kind of like the ballpark in terms of eating frequency. When you are first aiming to eat enough after a long period of underfeeding your body, the most important thing is going to be adequate calories, adequate energy. However, as you gain a little bit of momentum there, then I would encourage you to focus on getting a carb, protein, and fat at every meal or as close to it as you can. And then also incorporating fruits or vegetables as you're able because not only are your total calorie needs really important for how you feel and how your body operates, but those micro and macronutrient needs are really important in the long run as well. So once you've got those three meals and a couple of snacks a day down, really starting to look at how can I adequately balance out this plate so that my body is getting the most out of how I'm eating. Next, I would aim to regularly eat until you're somewhere around a six or seven on the hunger and fullness scale. And if you're like, what is that? We will give a little description of that and a link on where to find a hunger and fullness scale in the show notes so you can kind of browse that. But the important thing here is eating until you are somewhat full, right? Like actually satisfied instead of eating just until you're not hungry or neutral anymore, which is a really, really common way to think about how much you want to eat when you're restricting, right? Is I'm just going to eat until I'm not super hungry, but not I'm going to eat till I'm actually full and feel done, right? So we want to aim For the latter, actually feeling full and satisfied and like, ah, okay, the meal is done. I can move on. I'm not going to be hungry in 30 minutes. So that is a really, really good practice to get into if you currently are like, I might sneakily still be restricting. Okay. And then two more points. I would highly encourage you if you are still feeling like you're not eating enough, you're not getting signs from your body that you're getting enough energy to ditch the low-calorie or diet or like high-volume, low-calorie kinds of foods. So that would be like the zero-calorie condiments or eating super plain air-popped popcorn for a snack, filling up regularly on artificially sweetened drinks, things that are filling up your stomach temporarily but providing you with no nutrition, right? And that doesn't mean you can't eat some low-calorie foods. Vegetables are relatively low calorie foods inherently. But filling up your pantry and then your day of eating with those foods that are designed to make you think you're hungry without actually providing your body any nutrients or resources, that's not going to help you move the needle and eat enough in the long term. And then the final consideration is if you are highly active or you're an athlete, I would anticipate the fact that you are likely going to have to eat sometimes when you don't feel hungry. That might feel a little bit counter to what you've heard about intuitive eating before, right? Because it's about listening to your body. However, when your training volume, your level of exercise, your intensity of exercise is really high, sometimes we see that suppressing or altering hunger cues. And for a lot of athletes, that can get in the way of eating enough if their only reason to eat is when they're hungry. So just recognizing that if before or after training for any extended period of time, you aren't hungry, you're still going to want to eat. Even if that, again, feels a little bit counter to what you thought you needed to be doing. That'll be a really, really important time to make sure That you are not missing out on an opportunity to adequately fuel your body. So, if you are very active or you're an athlete and that concept of eating when you're not hungry makes you nervous or you don't know how to approach that, I would highly recommend reaching out to us. We have the link to our client application in the show notes and we can help guide you through that a little bit better because. That can be a little bit trickier than following the traditional intuitive eating guidelines for somebody who, you know, exercises here and there, but isn't on an intense training regimen. So that gets a little bit trickier. And I think in terms of general structure and ways to ensure you're consistently giving yourself a chance to eat enough, I think that is all I had for today. But to wrap it up before we go, one, if you're like, okay, all right. This is, yeah, I, I do now think that I am under eating still. Episodes two and seven are going to be really, really great for you. I would recommend checking both of those out and then maybe revisiting this one after you feel comfortable with the concepts we covered there. And before we go, if you are still questioning this of like, but am I eating the right amount? I just want you to know you are not alone in that question or in wondering about that. It is really, really common to ask that or to worry about that because we regularly see people around us talking about portions or counting macros or some other way of micromanaging the exact amount of food they eat, right? And so that sends the message that we can't simply listen to our bodies as an accurate way of assessing how much we need to eat. When in reality, once you can block out all that noise and get used to listening to your body again, it truly can be that simple. I know saying it can be that simple may feel like a stretch if you have spent the last couple of years or even decades following meal plans and portion control and counting your macros. However, there is really good evidence that we can self-regulate when it comes to eating appropriate, adequate amounts of food. One quick example that I wanna leave you with because I remember the first time I saw this study referenced in a book, I was honestly shocked. There was a study done, it is old and it is small by Leanne Birch in the 90s. However, they've been able to replicate it since about how toddlers self-regulate their energy intake when allowed To choose how they want to eat. So when toddlers were given the opportunity to pick when and how much they ate throughout the course of the day, what they found is that their energy or calorie intake might fluctuate a good bit from meal to meal. However, on an average daily basis, these really young kids who had not yet been influenced by dieting or Portion control, or you need to finish your plate, or are you sure you want seconds? Right? By any of that external stuff, we're really damn good at assessing how much food they needed and then being done. Which, again, if you're like, I don't know that I could ever do that, it does take work to undo years of letting the external cues. Drive how you eat. However, it is absolutely something that you can come back to. So, we will link that study in the show notes in case you want to just take a look at it. But it's really, really cool when we tap back into our body's intuition how simple and straightforward it can be to eat and eat enough and feel good eating enough and more than feel good, right? Like to actually thrive, which is what I would love to see for you if you aren't feeling like you're there yet. Do you dream of eating enough to thrive and nourish your body without all of the overwhelm but aren't quite sure how to get there on your own? If so, our team of dietitians would love to help you get there. You can apply for one-on-one nutrition coaching right now at the link in the show notes. And when you indicate on your application that you found us through the podcast, you will get $50 off your nutrition coaching package. Thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.